the United Auto Workers Union has informed John Deere that its production and maintenance employees have voted to ratify a new six-year collective bargaining agreement that cover more than 10,000 workers at 14 facilities across the United States. Workers at facilities in Illinois, Iowa, and Kansas have been on strike since the middle of October. Announced last week, the Guelph Statement is a list of priorities for the federal government's next agriculture policy framework, which will last from 2023 to 2028. The Agriculture Producers Association of Saskatchewan was there, looking to bring forward concerns from Saskatchewan producers for federal consideration. APAS President Todd Lewis said they wanted to show off Western farmers' innovations in regards to climate change. Uh, technology that was developed here. It's climate friendly, it's carbon friendly, and uh, we need to be recognized for that. And, and Canadian farmers and especially Western Canadian farmers have been down this road for decades now. And, and in a lot of cases, we're world leaders in it and are really ahead of a lot of the world. The next meeting concerning budgeting will be on June of 2023. Finally, there's been some precipitation here in southern Saskatchewan, for which farmers are likely rejoicing. However, according to Crops Extension Specialist for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture, Matt Struthers, the wind isn't helping us retain the moisture. Here in November, we would like to see this, this uh, snow melt, get into the soil, and then that'll, it'll hold it until come spring. Um, but, you know, we've seen it, uh, you know, a lot over the winters where, sure, it might snow, but we'll have a nice good prairie wind and it'll blow it off your fields. He says when this happens, come springtime, the snow is gone from the ground. For this reason, they hope to see the wind die down before too long. On Wednesday, Minister of Agriculture and Agri-Food Marie-Claude Bibeau announced an investment of more than $4.3 million to support Canada's Pulse and Special Crops farmers. An investment of more than $2.3 million will enable Pulse Canada to continue to develop its 25 by 25 strategy to have 25% of Pulse production in new markets by 2025. In addition, close to $1.5 million in funding will enhance the Ag Transport Coalition Railroad Performance Measurement Program. A further $429,000 will help Pulse Canada assess and resolve barriers to international trade, including challenges created by the pandemic, and create more stability for exporters. The Canadian Special Crops Association is also receiving close to $128,000 to advance international opportunities for Canada's pulse and special crops industry. Manitoba Forge and Grasslands Association hosted its Regenerative Egg Conference this week. One of the in-person presenters was Kim Cornish with the Food Water Wellness Foundation. She talked about the importance of regenerative agriculture. I think it's really considerable. The methods that carbon is actually going to stay in the soil really requires that those fundamental principles of regenerative agriculture, of keeping as much green living root and green growing as much of the year as possible and having diversity in the system and keeping cover on the soil and, and then even potentially integrating animals. We're not going to see changes that are worth measuring unless we take a regenerative agricultural approach. Kim and the crew at Food Water Wellness Foundation in Alberta are finding interesting results measuring soil, carbon, and many other biological indicators. For Gold West Radio, I'm Sean Slatt.